0: This is the municipal.
1: Have you been paying attention to like city stuff?
0: Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no.
1: My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at
0: the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. welcome back to another episode of the municipals even though we're we're having technical difficulties but we're all good now and i'm matthew
1: and i'm philip and you know what the people they didn't they weren't aware of our technical difficulties but you know what we shouldered on through and we showed our commitment to honesty and transparency
0: (laughs) and it happened in the dark of the night in the cloak that's why nobody saw it no i'm kidding um (laughs) you know
1: yeah it's 7 p.m
0: Before we get started, you know, I just want to reiterate, I know that I said a couple weeks ago I was going to be starting up my other podcast this time in history. It's just, I'm not making excuses, it's just been one thing after another. I mean, you guys heard last week with all the the, the medical stuff I had going on, so I am making a concerted effort to come back and to talk about a lot of true crime, but also history um, and it will be a perfect blend i think how how much of a fan are you of true crime philip
1: you know it, that's that's definitely more uh in the realm of my wife you know she she's more big into like the um uh yeah she's more into that stuff
0: so in researching uh because there's one a story that i want to happen there's a girl Have you ever heard of the Hotel Cecil in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, So apparently it's like this haunted hotel. So there's a girl by the name of Elise Lamb. I think this is in 20... uh, It was in the 2010s. I can't remember the year. Um, I just found it today. So she gets into an elevator, and she gets out, and she gets back in. And based on her behavior something's going on but after this sighting in the elevator this video you don't see her alive again and she's missing Interesting. and and if you saw there's a four minute youtube if you go to youtube and you type in elise Lam elevator e-l-i-s-e-l-a-m for our listeners and you, and you watch this four-minute video. I swear to God. So I watched the four-minute video. And I'm like, well, she's clearly high. And then I don't understand how she keeps coming back in and out of the elevator. And then um, I showed it to somebody else that was uh, near me. And towards the end of the video, you can see her. You can't see her. You can see her arm. She's standing um, outside of the elevator. And they pointed out, they're like, look, she raises her arms like she's being held up. And you don't see her again after that. But I mean, if you are... Because what it appears in the beginning of the video, she gets in the elevator and she presses every button. If you're trying to get away, you want that elevator to close, not stay open. I don't know. So it'll be something interesting to talk about uh coming up on this time in history i am gonna be sitting down to record new episodes it's just a matter of getting the time to do that uh so i apologize for anyone who is waiting probably not maybe we'll see and uh we'll get it done sounds good
1: sorry i was just thinking about how very canadian your shirt is
0: oh yeah well i didn't want to wear my my uniform shirt right so i I put this on (laughs) Too bad because I am actually now dressed for uh video, even though this is an audio podcast.
1: Right. Yeah, I keep I keep doing this. You know, I'm very excited <laughs> for the visuals uh that we're not including because uh, you know, I've only got one classic gag.
0: The glasses.
1: The glasses. And I say classic gag. I did it last week and I'm now calling it a classic gag.
0: So <laughs> before we um before we start, I also want to send a shout out to two uh prospective guests that uh are most most likely gonna be coming on the show and and interviewing with us. The first one is the mayor of Guelph, Cam Gu- Guthrie. Am I saying it right?
1: I thought it was Guthrie, Guthrie. But uh listen, we can never be sure until the man comes on and he and he comes on and he tells us it's Jethry, and we're like, yo, <laughs>
0: So we're excited for that. The other one, I didn't tell you about. I'm not sure. Um I can't remember where she's a city councilor, but uh it's councilor Lisa Robinson. It's not in Toronto, obviously. It's I I can't I, I can't remember, but it yeah. You're going to you going to look it up?
1: Uh yeah, let's see real quick. Uh Pickering.
0: There we go. Pick- I knew it was close. I just couldn't I was thinking uh Mississauga for some reason. Interesting. So, I, so, you know, we'll be happy to to host her and talk about Pickering and and one of the main issues I feel, because uh, I remember when I covered uh, not just Toronto, I covered everyone in 2022, and one of the main issues in Pickering is, did you know, being in Scarborough, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but maybe we covered it. Pickering does not have their own hospital within the city limits. Seriously. Seriously, I did not know that. So the so so the citizens of Pickering either have to go to Ajax. Some go to Whitby or they go to Scarborough Grace, which I believe is your closest hospital to the Pickering border. Correct. That
1: yeah, that sounds right.
0: Blows me away that the city of Pickering does not have a hospital. It just I don't get it.
1: I had a weird uh, dissociative moment when I when I was reading Pickering you're saying Pickering. Pickering is coming out of your mouth. Don't misunderstand me. And also I've said Pickering so many times. It doesn't, it's one of those, it doesn't <laughs> sound like a real word. Um, do you, do you ever do this thing where you like you're, you're thinking of something completely different because for some reason, as you're saying Pickering, as I'm reading Pickering, my brain is saying, Oh, Richmond Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking Richmond Hill doesn't have a hospital. They're rich. Richmond Hill is rich, right? We we can agree with that. That's the fair
0: statement to say. It's kind of in the title, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Welcome to Richmond Hill. No, Pickering,
1: Pickering <laughs> I have a more, uh, a bigger relationship with.
0: It just blows me that they don't have, like it blows me away they don't have a hospital. Hopefully, maybe they can get that that done because they really need it. The, the citizens of Pickering Deserve one. We're gonna we're gonna start off with something that we've never talked about before. We're gonna talk about sex workers. Okay, because I I don't I'm not sure if you read, but today the Ontario Superior Court decision came in the uh this the sex workers uh they challenged the Charter uh of the criminal prostitution laws. So the the I don't know how long ago, you know, they made their case or whatever, but today the decision came down and the court dismissed the charter challenge. Okay. Um, So, because I believe in 2014, see 2014, that was when they did work on the criminal code. Anyway, um, (laughs) before 2015 came in and he said, Oh, fuck it. We're just going to legalize weed. So, 2014 they changed the sex worker laws i don't even know what to call it uh where the they don't now go so much go after the one selling the sex as the one buying the sex they're after the johns i mean i to be honest with you I, i i don't understand why this why we're wasting our time with this stuff I think prostitution should be 100% completely legal because it's it's their business it's their it's their actual business that they make money out of. If you want to figure out a way to tax it cuz that's what the government wants, that's what Here's, here's what marijuana. I think. Here's what I think ultimately. Okay.
1: Criminalizing it only puts people in danger. You know, it's like we talk about people struggling and you know being able to get jobs and here's the thing whether whether you're pro or against this is it's very much a you know your body your right to do with it what you will and there's an audience for it so i mean and you're not hurting anyone well well you know obviously you know what i'm saying there's it's i i i think this is a case where i think criminalization only brings negative
0: I think I would agree with that. Look at that; we agree.
1: No, I mean this is. Listen, we're not like diametrically opposed on. I would say even a lot of things, but like, I, I actually was curious where you stood on. You know, when you started bringing it up, I was I was interested where you landed here.
0: I just I don't. It to me, it's it's.
1: It's a very it's a very libertarian view to sort of be like you know, live and let live in this way. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Correct. Just, yeah. Because we're not talking about decriminalization of all drugs, although, you know, I seem like a hypocrite if I sit there and go, well, we should just make sure all drugs are criminalized. Here I am. I love the gummies. You heard me say it. I love the, the weed gummies. And oh,
1: Matthew, you big old stoner.
0: And, you know, for years, Oh, Rasta, you, man, for years, you and I growing up, we've always known weed as the gateway drug. I don't know. Um, but I don't know where I fall on on that. But I know for the, the prostitution, you know, I don't understand. You can, you, how can, George, I think, I don't know if you're a big fan of George Carlin, but he said it best. He said, how can it be illegal to sell something that's perfectly legal to give away? <laughs>
1: No, George, George Carlin is I, I think pretty much everyone agrees he's he's a visionary. You know, he's a good guy. We're we're pro Carlin.
0: Absolutely. So with that, we should move ahead and let's talk about your boy Justin Trudeau. Okay. Um this week he announced that he wants Canadian grocers to put forth a concrete plan to lower grocery prices i'm i'm curious i'm curious your thoughts on that i have a thought and i'm gonna tell you but i want to hear what you have to say first
1: i actually okay i do feel like i have a lot of thoughts about this it it feels naive to just it it feels almost babyish to be like come on you guys bring the prices down Well, yeah, just bring us the price, you know, like it, it, it seems almost shmarmy and babyish and it's, it's, it feels almost like it's, it's like a sense of, well, that's not how any of this works. At the same time, as I've said to you in my, you know, my view, of course, is that, you know, you can't exclusively say that the carbon tax is... The only thing driving up prices, there does seem to be an element of, in my opinion, um, price gouging. So there's in my mind, it's not wrong for the prime minister to say, knock it off. At the same time, how how do you how do you legislate that in a way that? And I, I say this not as a fan of the free market, not as someone sticking up for the free market, but the the fact is we run into capitalist society. The idea is we, we have a free market, so everyone gets mad if you suggest government controls. In my mind, government controls don't not make sense, but to other people, they're like, you know, first up socialism or whatever. So it, it just feels like a sense of, no, is this a, is this Trudeau, like, standing up for the little guy? I mean, not really. But I just, in this society, unless he does, like, what else can be done?
0: Well, he's threatened them with, quote-unquote, tax measures.
1: <laughs> okay, so I I think I can guess where you're going to come from there to say how that's dumb. Because, of course, the tax on them, they'll just reflect that on the price and and we'll be paying that tax, right? Is that, would that be your angle?
0: That's one, that's one of my positions. Yes. The other one, if we could just go back for a second, he announces he wants Canadian groceries to put forth a concrete plan to lower grocery prices. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that kind of sounds like that's Justin Trudeau's job. Why is he passing the buck? Or do you believe that's what's happening?
1: I, I think I don't interpret it that way because in my mind, this is Justin Trudeau, regardless if it does anything or works out. <clears throat> Sorry, give me a moment. I've got a dry throat. <laughs> oh, I meant to mute faster, but I didn't get to it. That's OK. I think this is um, whether it bears fruit or not.
0: I think we should leave that in.
1: No. Oh, listen, <laughs> do whatever you want. Um whether it bears fruit or not, whether it results in lower prices or not, I think the Prime Minister does believe that this is his solution to rising grocery
0: prices. Why can't you and going back to your question, how do you legislate that? Well, I can think of one way, and that's declaring food a human right or or a necessity of life, unless it, it already is. It is for kids. In terms of their parents but um food's a necessity of life for everyone
1: and here's the thing i i agree with you and i i actually as i as i said i don't think there'd be anything wrong with some price controls if if we're being gouged if these companies like here's the thing for example we've seen provincial governments Remove their portion of the gas tax to try to bring relief to, um, you know, people in the provinces. Then these gas companies just raise the price to fill in that gap. So the prices stay the same. They just make more profit. So it feels in, in this case, sorry, the example in my mind I'm making say Justin Trudeau does what a lot of these, um, I want to say conservative columnists are suggesting, uh, cut the carbon tax. I don't think the grocers would. Would choose to bring their prices down.
0: Could you then legislate it specifically? Not like eggs can only be this price and stuff like that. But can is there a way that you can legislate the prices down? I mean,
1: well, I think that's the problem. I think we need someone smarter than us on on the topic here to talk about it, because again, in my mind, it would make sense to legislate prices down. But, you know, again, more market. I, I talk like I know what I'm talking about. You know I'm not that smart. But, like, people who know or who say they know economics, because clearly I don't say that legislating price control is bad. I, again, you and I, we are not economists. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me that it would be bad because uh, people need to eat.
0: You know, I have a tip that I I really try to live by and I thought maybe this is the perfect to slip it right in there, but I try really really hard when I go to the grocery store to only buy what's on sale. I don't know if that'll help anybody. But only buy what's on sale, even if you stock up on it while it's on sale and then, you know, and then they're like, I I've got this question before. Yeah, but Matt what if bread's on sale so you buy bread and and then, you know, maybe you can find a cheap lunch meat on sale, but the mustard or mayo is not on sale. What do you put on the bread? I've seriously gotten that question.
1: Well, what's your answer, Matt? What do you put on the bread? What, what do you put on the bread, Matthew?
0: Whatever's in your fridge. <laughs> Try maple syrup. Maple syrup. Oh hell great. yeah. I love it. I, yeah, stuff. I was going to say love it yeah.
1: Everywhere. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. I would love to have we got to have like a a, a panel. We got to have a food panel episode. Oh yeah. Where we just talk about our most unhinged food takes. In fact, quick pause from our our serious discussion. Uh I would like to say Matthew, what is uh what is your drink for tonight? Pepsi. Pepsi. I'm drinking fun cokes. I got Whoa. the cherry. I got the move. I don't know what flavor move is. It kind of tastes like
0: it's not the dream flavor. I've had dream.
1: No, dream. Dream is another one. No, this is move. And I, I feel like the best way to describe it is and I, moved, I don't it's, mo- it's moving in your mouth. Well, no, God, no. <laughs> Listen, no, they don't know how to name this shit. They need to hire me to do that because I'll I'll do them great. Um Here's what it is. And this is, it's, there's no way for me to say this that'll sound appealing, except it 100% is. It's like the smell. (laughs) You know, when you're on a, it's a summer, it's a nice summer night. You're on a patio, the smell of cigarettes and beer. Uh, Do you know that sensation? Yes. Okay. Like it's that plus vanilla. You take that niceness, that feeling. You add vanilla, and that's Coca Cola
0: move. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, oh man, I don't even know. We should just end this show because we're not coming back from that. I love that. <laughs> no, we're not getting as good as that. <laughs> um,
1: that'd be that'd be a record episode, just like twenty but- minutes. Uh, hey, what do you think about Justin Trudeau? I oh, sucks. I oh, sucks. Oh, oh, shit. What am I drinking? Here's
0: my Coke. So I just I got to go back to the Justin Trudeau thing for a second. So I read an article. I can't remember if it was on my phone or in the paper, um, but I seriously read an article and it says that the federal government has spent millions on research to try to put crickets on the menu. They want Canadians to eat more crickets. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. No, no, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. What the fuck? So my son keeps asking me about this because he's very um, uh, pet friendly. In fact, he found a, um, he found a caterpillar in the yard and went and made a, got this plastic bin and he's got, branches and dirt and leaves in it and he, he transported it in there to take care of him until he cocoons himself um so i don't know where i was going oh so he keeps asking me he's like dad would you eat crickets and then he and i said no and he said he just keep he's so in inquisitive asking me about crickets and i gotta ask you does Justin Trudeau think Canada is overrun with crickets?
1: Um no.
0: <laughs> what is I don't understand they they don't even look appealing.
1: I the thing is I feel like I don't know how to approach the story because
0: you can't seriously approach it. Can you?
1: Here's I mean the thing is here's the thing. <laughs> The federal government, okay, Th- this isn't really a justification. And it really only makes them look worse because people will say that's that's why we need another government, because blah blah. But the government spends money on researching plenty of shit. You know, I I for me, I'm just I'm not feeling too inquisitive about it, you know. And I I feel like the only reason it's it's brought up. What concerns me about it being brought up in the Toronto Sun, uh, because I know
0: that is where you saw it. Oh, okay. I, no, honestly, I didn't remember.
1: <laughs> oh, it could have been the National Post. I, 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 feel like it's no. I think it was a Brian Lilly. That, yeah. that sounds like a Brian Lilly. Um, it's, it's just, you know, I, I could understand from the perspective of, yeah, this is silly government spending. It's like, that's fine. That's that is what it is. Like, I don't have a defense against that because me saying, oh, government spends money on shit. That's not a, a defense of the government spending money. It is just sort of the ho-hum kind of normalcy. My concern when the Toronto Sun brings it up is if they're kind of like flirting with the more conspiracy angle, the, um, you know, you will eat the bugs. <laughs> you know, like that, that. That sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, it's like I've I don't I don't think it's nefarious. I think at at worst, it's it's a waste of time.
0: If he's serious about trying to get us to eat crickets, I think he owes us like a three minute YouTube video of him just chowing down on some crickets.
1: Listen, Matthew, Matthew, listen, that won't work. Um, President Obama went to. Uh oh no, it's been so long. What was what was the name of that city with the terrible water? Uh in the in the US. Do you remember?
0: Oh. No. Was it in oh, the, no. Mi- it's been, mi- the Midwest?
1: I it's been so many years. It it was like a huge deal, and it's still I think it, it still is. I don't think they've fixed it completely. Um
0: so oh he went God. so he went where?
1: One second, bad water. U.S. President Obama. That's my Bing search. Uh oh Flint, Flint, Michigan. Right. Okay. okay.
0: Yes, I've heard. Of <laughs> I've heard of stuff.
1: So Barack Obama, um, you know, he went there and was like, "Hey y'all, they fixed." The- Ugh, I don't mean that. Anyways, hey y'all, um, they had this uh water problem. It's all good now. Let me drink this water. And, you know, he publicly drank water. And I'm being clear. I'm not saying the water. He drank water uh, and was like, hey, it's all good. And the water wasn't good. So what I'm saying, Matthew, is uh, no, no, no. It would be very easy to fake delicious
0: crickets. That is true.
1: It it could just be it could just be a great plain beef burger painted in the shape of crickets. You know what I'm saying?
0: So are we so. I know this sounds like a ridiculous question, but do you eat crickets dead or alive?
1: Oh, dead, I think. Oh, Oh, well, you know what? Here's I think the fact that I had to include, I think, shows you my expertise here.
0: You just showed your whole ass again.
1: I did. Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) stop. It's like I need to put a belt on or something.
0: I just I don't understand it. I mean, I know how to eat a hamburger, but how do you how do you eat a cricket?
1: I like chips.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Man, I have no idea. Who what are we talk- doing? What how are we can- doing here? I would just I need to be in the room when they were discussing this to see how many of them had straight faces. Don't you?
1: <laughs> Listen, there's so many. I think it'd be so fun. One day I'd say one day. We should find our way to Ottawa and and getting through Parliament and just I bet it'd be so interesting.
0: So interesting. I I'd love to go. I mean, I I worked in Ottawa for three weeks and, you know, when I was there, it's like. It was so quiet, first of all, there was like at the time I was there, I think it was in like 2016 or whatever. uh, It was like. um. I don't know. It was fucking it was awesome, but it was so quiet because I think there's like less than a million people there at that time. Probably more now. Um,
1: Yeah, but it's it's very chill.
0: Yeah, it's very chill. You know, Uh, it was great.
1: You know, it reminds me as an aside. uh, When I was in, I was going into grade seven. Okay, so I would have been like 12 years old, 11, 12. You know, you know how it is when you're 11 or 12. And uh me and my brothers and my dad, we drove down to Florida, okay? You know, we went we went by the White House. You know, we went through the the all that stuff. Uh we went through we went by Jimmy Carter's house. You know, we went through some historical places. My dad messed up by not taking me 22 years later when I was actually interested in all this stuff. <laughs> Back then Listen, I just bought uh, Evolution Two for the Dreamcast, and I'm just like, man, we've got another week and a half until we go home. We drove, we drove to Florida to go to, is it World or Disney World or Land in Florida?
0: I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's World. the the
1: Florida the Florida Disney. You know, we went on a two week drive to go to Florida Disney and Universal Studios, and all I thought to myself was. I got to wait a week and a half to play my Dreamcast game. Oh, and also, by the way, this was the summer of uh, 2001. Uh, So we went through New York before uh, September. So that was uh, wild, to say the least. You should
0: have said this story last week when we were talking about 9-11.
1: Well, because it was more serious. This is like jovial and, and, you know, an unappreciative child. I think my dad would probably appreciate hearing me say all this right now, but you know, the part where I said he made a mistake by not waiting 22 more years.
0: You know, the one thing I I would say is that like, it takes a, a, an event like that, not to make this about nine 11 again, but you, you, the most common phrase, one of the most common phrases I heard in the years following is in a post nine 11 world or, You know, we live in a post nine eleven world. That's one I heard all the time. And now, another generation later, we're 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 living. You know, that's not how it used to be pre pandemic. All the time. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) But uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will see you guys on the other side. And we're back. And uh, Philip, do you have anything federally um, that you wanted to cover before? Now, now it's me having technical difficulties. Um, <clears throat> did you have anything you wanted to talk about federally before we moved on?
1: Um. Only, <sighs> listen. <laughs> you know I'm going to say something when I start the statement with listen. <laughs> it's like begrudging. If if anyone listened to our podcast and they were like, you know, the two guys, there's Matthew and there's Philip, and one guy is very strongly anti-Trudeau. So that's Matthew. And here's the thing: I also like to present myself as anti-trudeau, but as you can tell, I so very often come to his defense. You know, like playing interference for a man who doesn't even know I exist. <laughs> um, but So having and, you know, and I've said this to you before. All of our federal parties, in my mind, are being silly gooses and, you know, not taking any of our country's problems seriously, which is why I refer to them as silly gooses and not something more serious like, you know, fucking disasters. But, you know, I. There is a part of me that hates this current moment it feels very strongly it's like everyone again i don't like the man i don't think he needs all that much defense but i but when it's like it feels like a lot of media were going against him uh you know when he showed what appeared to be weakness Uh, against Prime Minister Narendra Modi from India. Uh, Today, uh, the Prime Minister announced that, uh, basically, that they're accusing the Indian government of having something to do with the assassination of a Canadian citizen on Canadian land. And here's the thing, you know, like him or hate him, It doesn't feel like it's in our best interest to be constantly not you and I, you know, we're we're commentators. We're on the ground. We can say what we want. I think, you know, we can say what we like, but I, I do feel like there is something to be said about what feels like a national movement to undermine our prime minister. Even. Even when he's acting for us. And I mean, again, I know that's not always the case and he's not always doing it right. I don't like the prime minister. I think we could get a better one. But it's just when something happens in a foreign country, especially one that we're sort of eh about, you know, political foreign policy. Eh, I'm not, oh my God. <laughs> no, nobody hear me that saying eh about India. No, foreign policy. Um, You know, and then you have a bunch of people. Basically, it's like in any instance, they'll side with anyone over the prime minister. I just I think that's beyond silly. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't take patriotism very seriously, only because I, I just sort of feel like that's the first step towards, you know, straight up nationalism. But like. Should you not have a little bit more pride in your country? That's just my thought. You know, is that is that cheesy?
0: No, you said it a lot, <clears throat> a lot nicer and more gracefully than I would have said it. Um, because the it means I I like I am one of those people who is going to take every shot at Justin Trudeau, um, but not because. It's it, it, it. Trust me, he's earned it. Um, every file, everything this man touches just goes to shit. Um, they call that I, I've heard it referred to as the opposite of the Midas touch. Um,
1: oh, I, you know, I actually completely forgot that the Midas touch specifically referred to touching things turning to gold. Because I thought I was going to use the term the Midas touch, but I I did mean what you're talking about. Not not apparently what actually is the Midas touch
0: the only the,
1: the is touch
0: <laughs> the only defense that I think I can muster for Justin Trudeau I know that's weird me coming to his defense and I'm not but well actually no it's his fault I'm actually <laughs> coming, no hold on I'm actually coming to the defense of the liberal party not Justin Trudeau because we covered this a while back where Justin Trudeau has moved the federal liberal party farther left than they're used to, or some, some, I forget how it was worded, but he went way left. Um, and, you know, the, the Ontario liberal party is now uh, switching gears. Maybe it's going to be right of center. If Bonnie Crombie has her way.
1: We shall see. Did I did I mention last week that I'm a I'm an Ontario Liberal
0: member now? (laughs) Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, my God.
0: We got to cut that laugh out. We got to cut that laugh out. That was great. Total OK. Because because there's no light on around you. So it's just your face when you were laughing.
1: That's that's too funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, fuck. Um. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And that is purely 100% to vote. I haven't even looked at any of the other leaders. I'm just not voting for Bonnie Crombie. That's my main thing.
0: So I'm guessing you probably have something to say about her plans to uh, take a leave of absence from her job as the mayor of Mississauga.
1: Is this your perfect transition from our federal pals to our provincial pals?
0: For the most part, yes.
1: solid transition 10 out of 10 we nailed it
0: so according to how it works in Mississauga which is different from Toronto the counselors now have to get together and I guess pick one of their colleagues to be the mayor interesting now
1: wait is that
0: only it's because she's taking a leave of absence if she was okay yeah, yeah if she was resigning like she should like Mitzi Hunter did, yeah. Um, if she was resigning, they would just probably have a have a, have a by election. But to be honest with you, Ontario is probably like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Please, God, no. We um,
0: already we are we already paid for a secondary election for for Toronto mayor. We we can't afford, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> they love they love to spend on elections, but would they not just have a a deputy mayor?
0: I, I I don't think that, I, I don't know how Miss Saga works, but I, I don't think that they do. So I think that she, I, I don't even know if she picks one at the beginning of term, like like in Toronto. I don't know how that works. But it would seem that there is no deputy mayor right now. Interesting. If, if my facts are correct, if anyone wants to correct me, please do. Um, This is the situation as I'm aware of it, as I read about it. Uh, but the fact that she's taking a leave of absence and not resigning i think it's a mm. it's a it's a lack of consideration specifically for the residents of Mississauga
1: oh absolutely i mean it's
0: um i mean if she runs and wins and gets into the uh, uh, uh queens park she's going to be running a- as a member of Sorry, Mississauga Lakeshore, whatever, whatever the. um, Well, no. So here's what's funny.
1: Here's what's funny. What? If she becomes leader, she will be leader without being an MPP, because she's not. You know, she doesn't become leader and then she's elected to a seat. No, no, I understand.
0: understand No, no, no. Sorry,
1: I and I, but it's just it's it's so interesting to me. Uh, In fact. I guess there's a similar situation where uh, when Jagmeet Singh became the leader of the federal NDP, he didn't have a seat at that point. And I did remember thinking that, I mean, so back then I was still rooting for the, I mean, of all the parties, I'm rooting for the federal NDP, but I was especially rooting for the federal NDP. But there was a part of me that did wonder out loud, like, what if he doesn't get his seat? He <laughs> got his seat, he's holding out to it pretty you know, pretty consistently, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I think about Bonnie taking a leave of absence. Um, I mean, a, because I, I don't want her to win because I don't particularly enjoy her vision for the Ontario liberals. Um, I know you know, for someone who says they don't read the Toronto Sun, who doesn't like the Toronto Sun, I sure seem to know all their headlines. And that is because Brian Lilly is constantly coming up on my Twitter feed. But I know I know his thoughts specifically, Brian Lilly. And I, I shouldn't evoke Brian Lilly, because most of the time, I, I, if I'm talking about him, I'm talking about how much I hate him. But in this moment, I'm just talking about the point that he made personally, which is... Um, that he was thinking that it's a sign that they're worried about like, you know, they posted high membership numbers, but of course that it's not necessarily one-to-one votes. Um, and so he's seeing it as a sign of desperation on that campaign.
0: I agree. And she just wants to make sure at the end of this, no matter if she's leader of the opposite sorry, not leader of the opposition, that's uh Merritt Styles. <laughs> Or, uh, sorry, leader, yeah,
1: sorry, yeah, they're not even an official party, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I forgot
0: about that. So, leader of that, or mayor of Mississauga, you know, I and just to cut her some slack because I did cover this as well last election. No matter who was stepping into Hazel's shoes, it was going to be a rough ride. So, for those people that, that don't like Bonnie because she's no Hurricane Hazel. She never was going to be. I don't know. Those are I wonder.
1: Thoughts. I wonder if, if she can become OLP leader, um, but then between her being elected to a seat, uh like waiting for a by-election or just the next general election, if between that time she continues to sit as uh Mississauga's mayor. No, that's crazy, right? That doesn't make sense. No, she would just resign at that point, right? Like they would get a so. yeah. So. No, okay. Sorry, I I was I was talking crazy, Doc. <laughs> that's
0: okay. We love a little bit of that every now and again. <laughs> so let's go to the other side of the street and talk about Toronto. Now Ooh, I don't know. Municipals. I don't know if you were uh, paying attention today, but. Mr. Ford had a little meeting with Miss Chow.
1: We love to see it. Best friends, BFFs forever.
0: We can't ignore that he said that uh, I can't remember the words he used, but basically that she'd be the worst choice for mayor.
1: I mean, here's here's the
0: thing about unmitigated disaster were were <laughs> the words, I believe. You know,
1: you can't you can't jump into these competitions. I'm referring to the election as a competition. You can't be jumping into these competitions, uh, and not be prepared for your opinion to blow back. So I mean, I I didn't see any of it, any of like their their media presentation or whatever. But I would have loved to because I'm sure it was very cute.
0: So I I have, <laughs> I have some thoughts. In fact. Um, I believe there's an article on CP24. I'm just going to go to it.
1: Although, okay, before, uh, while you get there, uh, Doug Ford giving Olivia Chow a picture of Rob Ford unveiling the Jack Layton statue. (laughs) What do you think of that?
0: Sorry, can you, one more time?
1: Oh, did you, um, Doug Ford gave Olivia Chow a picture of Rob Ford unveiling the Jack Layton statue?
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: <laughs> you didn't know about that
0: no no I didn't I didn't
1: I I honestly feel like that's it's so ridiculously I feel like it's it's Doug Ford trying to be clear failing but trying to be charming <laughs> like it's it's so funny
0: absolutely okay straight from the website uh it's written by Joshua Freeman shout out to you um, Premier Doug Ford says he agrees with uh, he agrees that the city of Toronto needs a quote new deal for ongoing funding after holding a meeting with Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow Monday, but added that he is not in favor of any new taxes that would help Toronto dig itself out of a fiscal hole. Now, we covered some of those things, uh, just uh, I'm just gonna um, we'll, we'll do a little bit at a time so we can address each each piece. You remember last week, we talked about them asking um, the city of uh, the province for permission to do a, a municipal sales tax. Um, the parking was the cap was removed. Um, what other taxes? Where did they, they didn't talk about a toll.
1: No, but I. But like John Tory, not even a year ago, was like, maybe we told Doug like, Ford. No. So I, I don't think we have such short term memories that Olivia Chow will be like, how about a toll?
0: But uh I guess we should be happy that we're not going to be paying a municipal sales tax anytime soon.
1: Oh, did he nix that?
0: Well, he basically. For, OK, so what I get from that first paragraph is you can have this money but these are the rules, and don't make me look stupid by using the strong language
1: <laughs> powers. <laughs> Sorry, I snorted. Uh, that was a bad one.
0: That's my opinion. Um, okay, so it goes on. Ford and Chow held a meeting at Queen's Park. Of course it was going to be at Queen's Park. Did you think Doug Ford was going to come down to City Hall?
1: Why not? They're just down the street.
0: You. It's never the the leader of the higher government visiting the leader of the lower government. It's always the lower government going to the higher government. That's what I find.
1: That's not true. The monarchy shows up at
0: Canadian Parliament. Oh, that's true. I take that back.
1: Ba, 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 that's <laughs> called winning an argument. Sorry, I I'm, it's one of those days.
0: Following the meeting, the two said they had agreed to establish a new deal working working group with a mandate to achieve long-term stability and sustainability of Toronto's finances. Toronto's deep financial challenges are no longer sustainable, Ford said in a statement. Toronto is a major contributor to Ontario and Canada's economic success. Governments need to work together to deliver solutions that protect services, avoid new taxes, and put the city on a path toward long-term financial stability. I look forward to working with the, with Mayor Chow to build a stronger Toronto and ensure it remains the economic engine for Canada. It's interesting that he would applaud us and call us the economic engine. Was it not three months ago when he said, do not vote for, or sorry, voting voting for someone who... <laughs> Who who will defund the police is not good. You should vote for Mark Saunders. Remember, he's he said that and it was around the same time where he um where he was saying no matter who the mayor is, y'all ain't getting any motherfucking money. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, so of course. I'm paraphrasing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought Doug Ford spoke in that way. <laughs>
0: Um, Let me see. Obtaining a new deal for Toronto in terms of sustainable ongoing funding from higher orders of government was a key campaign commitment from Chow, as well as other candidates during Toronto's mayoral race earlier this year. Successive mayors have said that the federal and provincial governments have chronically starved the city of cash while heaping more responsibilities onto its plate to relieve their own fiscal pressures. Toronto City Council had recently voted to explore a range of new revenue options to deal with a $1.5 billion short, shortfall. Some of those options, such as a municipal sales tax or tolls, would have re- would require provincial approval, however. Uh, while Ford acknowledged that Toronto needs a new long-term funding framework, he said he is not in favour of implementing any new taxes or handing the city a slice of the hst and and it goes on for a while but that's all i wanted to read so he's basically thrown down the gauntlet in my opinion that's the way i see it
1: it's just it doesn't make sense to me do you want do you want toronto to be able to essentially raise their own funds to get another financial shortfall or do you want them to continue to be i mean we're always going to be tethered to the province we are creatures of the province but like wh- what are we supposed to do here
0: exactly you're cutting off i can't remember what it, what the phrase is but basically you're you're you're, you're ensuring our failure by not Exploring whether or not I agree with a municipal sales tax is besides the point. But you're cutting like, off. You're, you're 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 saying, hey, you're on your own, but then you're limiting our options as to what to do.
1: Like, I, I feel like this might be weird or, you know, for me to express, but. I'm not theoretically, I'm not super opposed to a municipal sales tax, Um a because my I could be wrong. My understanding was that it was for uh items that cost over a hundred dollars. And what was it like one percent? So it's like a hundred dollar purchase, just one extra dollar. I feel like if you have that kind of money to make those kinds of purchases, those aren't too much of a burden. And it's it's weird, okay? It it kind of like goes hand in hand with my thought of. The carbon tax and grocery prices where as i said to you in a previous episode um it doesn't make sense that the the whole thing is just that the tax in my mind it makes more sense that it's this price gouging like sorry so in my brain i'm making this connection here where it sounds like i'm justifying a price increase for the city i mean again on things that cost a hundred dollars plus, I think that's fair, you know.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, there's too many unknowns, right? We have to see. We'd have to see the framework. Who knows? They may have a meeting about it, even though they can't do it. Apparently, that's <laughs> how that's how things go at City Hall with the name. Yeah, thing,
1: we love we love it. Listen, we love to see it.
0: But I mean, I think I ragged on the name changing enough next uh, last week. (laughs)
1: Uh, I
0: want to talk about the uh, the TDC assaults that are all of a sudden picking up, popping up everywhere. You know, uh, the assault at Kipling Station, the stabbing at Vic park station. And I'm sure you got caught in it today, maybe on the way home. The shooting at Kennedy Station.
1: You absolutely were corrected. Um, So in fact, I'll tell you I'll tell you about my my trip home.
0: Well, oh, please do. I love these stories. Because
1: I mean, it's not it's not going to be that exciting. Um but, you know, me and my brother get on Young and Blue, you know, eastbound towards Kennedy. And here's the thing. Uh trains stopping and reversing course at Warden. It's not that uncommon a thing, you know, really once a week, not that crazy. But usually they announce it like in the distance, when you're at, between Victoria Park and Warden, those are the two stations, you know, between each other. And say they need to do the short turn to make the the train go back, they'll announce it then. We had just gotten on the train at Young and Bluer, and they were saying, uh, "Yeah, trains are turning back at Warden." Um, you know, uh, and so it was like, "Okay, all right, well, that's it's good to know in advance, I guess." Had no idea, no idea the circumstances. Okay. I get to Warden. The station is packed. Absolutely packed. <laughs> and there's people going around. I see like the TGC people directing people. At this point, I still haven't heard a single thing. Okay. I walk by the bus bays. Just jam packed with people and so many buses. And it looked like, like buses didn't know how to drive through it. Cause they were like halfway through and like so many buses. You know, normally it's at most there's one or two buses in each of these bays. They were like, OK, save like four buses in each of the bays. And when I, you know, got the sense that there was too much craziness going on, I was just like, OK, I guess I'm just going to walk home from here because I wasn't sure if I was going to get a bus. So I, I start to leave and I I hear the one of the TDC people He's saying all of the Kennedy Station buses that board at Kennedy were getting redirected to Warden. So when I I walked down through the um, the kiss and ride through Warden Station and like so that area, you know, where you can pick up and drop off people and just drive through packed the the area where the buses drive into the bus bays packed. When I walk out of Warden Station and right under the bridge, uh, it's the buses turning into Warden Station. Nine buses lined up. Like shit was going down. I called my house to ask. I was like, can you turn on CP24 to find out what happened?
0: What the so, fuck's uh, going on?
1: Yeah. So uh that was my that was my um adventure in learning that there's a shooting at Kennedy.
0: I don't mean to laugh, but
1: <laughs> I was last. I was so confused. It was like so much going on.
0: You should have got in there with, uh, we got to get you a little microphone. You can go around. Hey, I'm with the municipals
1: and <laughs> hey, with the municipals. What's going on? <laughs> uh,
0: um, you know, to be fair, I'd like to cut her some slack, uh, um, not everything that happens is her fault, but the TTC assaults picking up out of nowhere, I mean, this is a huge problem in the beginning of the year, I think, right up until March and April and, and through the summer as well. And I feel like in the last, before this past week, the last maybe three weeks, it kind of like evened out a little bit. Mm. It started to go down at least. And Now we're right back up again. I just, you know, I go back, I mean, I've told this story. I go back to, you know, my, my oldest being afraid to go to Kipling Station where you can get set on fire, assaulted. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Giorgio uh, uh, uh position that TTC need their own police is not such crazy idea. I don't know.
1: I think, I think the hard thing about everything, I always, I feel like I start a lot of these with the hard thing is because in the same way as anytime we've talked about, especially, you know, if you recall me running and we talked about crime and I'll talk about, you know, crime being a matter of poor material conditions, you know how, and it, it goes along with kind of the media push, but, it's not entirely false. Again, you and I, we've talked about it. There's a... a people are feeling a strain right now. It... <coughs> okay. Not that kind of strain. But, uh, you know, kind of a financial strain where everything feels <laughs> difficult and expensive. Now... It's not really only just happening in Canada. It's really kind of all over the world. But. Oh. I lost myself. Where was I going with this?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
1: I was doing so well. No, I wasn't. What are we talking about? Uh,
0: am I there? There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I think we were talking about, uh, oh, TTC violence.
1: Oh, the, the violence. Sorry. Yes. No.
0: Hey, I'm on gummies. So I have an excuse here.
1: (laughs) Oh shit. That's not fair for me. I just sound like an idiot. No, no, no. You're good. (laughs) In my mind, it's, it's a symptom of how we're struggling. Struggling people are desperate people. And, you know, I mean, that's not an excuse for violence. So I guess I'm saying it just, it feels like it's more, it's something more complicated and has a more complicated solution than simply increased policing. I think the problem is, is that I don't have the answer. I don't have what the solution is Neither
0: does immediately. N-
1: neither does Olivia Chow. Neither does Olivia Chow. That's true. But I, I also and I, again, yeah, you're right. She's the one who's going to need to provide an answer at some point. Um, it, It's hard. Public violence is hard. How do we sell Pug, Pug, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, my God. What is going on with me today?
0: I have no idea. But we, uh, we're... This thing... There we go. There we go. You can hear me, right? Oh, this is an epic failure.
1: (laughs) We're having a rough go of it today.
0: Um what I was saying is I want to talk briefly about uh, Scarborough Southwest and what's going on there. And um, as far as I know, this is what I've read. Kevin Rupin is in. So is Anthony Internicola. I interviewed him uh, last year.
1: What was he running for then?
0: He was running for city council, but it wasn't ward 20. I think it was 22.
1: Interesting. You know, yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because I do want to talk about it. Um, what's interesting was I've got a lot of I got a lot I want to talk about. Um, but as you can see, the date is what does it say? The 18th of September nominations opened on the 7th of September. OK, it's been 11 days. I said I was going to run. And uh, you may have noticed that uh, my name is not on that list. It's Kevin Rupasang, the Candovel, Suman Roy.
0: Actually, uh, I did not know, or else I would have.
1: God has given his strongest challenges to his strongest soldiers. Is he going to solve it? Five minutes of meeting time, making a song. Don't know if he can hear it. Probably can. Just can't respond. Because he's fixing his mic. That's Matthew King doing his thing. Oh, all right. That was a pretty good rhyme. Slick. Perry. Matthew King doing his thing.
0: Okay. No, I can't. Uh... So did that work? That worked. Uh, I heard you. How about now? No?
1: No, no, no. I can hear you. Oh, yeah, it's like a radio, you know.
0: I don't the fuck. I can't. uh, You can't not the headset. Is that the problem? It doesn't sound like. And we're back. Holy shit with the technical difficulties. I apologize to you guys if I sound different. Uh, My microphone broke, so this is temporary. Hopefully next week we're back to normal. Um, Do you want to finish that thought?
1: I guess yeah, I should. Um, I probably should have. I feel like I've I've thought a lot about this, and I probably should have prepared myself for how I wanted to phrase this. Um, I still. Here's the thing. I'll say here's the thing a lot about you know, uh, <laughs> before I start a statement. When I when I think about running, okay. And I, I think of political representation. And I, I think how there is no one in my mind there isn't anyone running or elected who is who who lives who lives I want to say on a lower income budget who is, you know, trying to take care of a family. Um You know, the national conversation is about people struggling, but where, where do we have anyone elected officially who is feeling that suffering? You know, it's all, it's all hypothetical to the people in power. I feel like that's why there is, there is value to someone like me running and being an elected official. And that's, that's been the main reason why I've wanted to run, why I wanted to run last year and why I really wanted to run this year. So I feel like I and another thing about how I'd want to be as a politician is I'd like to be honest and and just kind of, you know, speak how I always do. So like a few weeks back, I had I'd actually run out of my anti-anxiety medication. Okay. And, uh and my my financial situation made it so that during that week, I didn't really have the money to like pick it up. like I could' have put it on the credit card, but that's just more financial stress. you know when when the credit card is just your your overage for your paychecks, you know anything you put on it is just stress. So I I tried to forego my medication um until I got paid. And and then it was the week after. So that was the week I was off. And I was just in a very bad place. And I like I needed a few days of taking my my medication again, again to get into the right headspace. And I just I felt particularly vulnerable and and very weak. And and just feeling like feeling very fragile, as if it was very easy for me to be in that position where I felt a lot of feelings, you know, like, <clears throat> I mean, I take this medication for a reason, you know, I need it for a reason. And it just, I would still, I'd like to be that person. I, I think the easiest thing for me to say is I don't feel prepared this time. I don't feel ready. Um, And that was, I mean, that's, that is ultimately me dropping the ball. Like I, I really should have been prepared for this. Like it's, we've known it's been coming for a while, but it just, I just,
0: I don't, I don't feel ready this time. And that's, so, that's completely okay. You know, it, it it takes a lot out of one to run. Never mind winning, just running. You know, and you know, I'm I'm cool with what you decide. And plus, that means that you can be, you know kind of impartial it is your ward after all no that's true um and and one more thing i'll say i appreciate you sharing um i know that's hard for you and not only do i see your struggles i i can relate and i understand exactly what you're going through and um you know this is a real moment for our, for our listeners I, I hope uh i hope they're getting something out of it because i mean at the end of the day we're just like everybody else we're real people and thank you for sharing i i that's awesome not that you went through that but
1: no i i, I know i i get what you're saying um like and so like i say and not not arrogantly because I'm not I don't boost myself that's not I don't have that sort of ego I don't have that confidence to be frank but I would personally I would love to have a counselor who who is me sorry I'm phrasing that poorly someone who struggles and has to you know who will have a different perspective than someone who doesn't struggle I I I hope that I can either be that person in the future or I can influence our future counselor um, to be more about being inclusive towards people who are struggling financially.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, if that's I wanted why to th- pe- that, That's why people like you better.
1: <laughs> if I want it, listen. And here, here's another thing. Okay. So I did, in fact, I had a phone call with, uh, with Kevin, Kevin Ripessing. um, And, and he'd asked me, and this was, this was before I'd really, I kind of, you know, really thought out my feelings here. And he, he asked me why I wanted to run, you know, and I, and I said the same thing that I'm saying here. It's you know it's the perspective of someone who's struggling while we're having a national conversation on poverty and people struggling why don't we have some of the people there as part of the solution you know and like you know kevin did say to me that he wasn't discouraging me from running you know sorry actually i'm about to get to my my more my my more ego hitting part about not running all everything else I've said is still true and relevant, but I will also say, you know, as someone who's very active on social media, especially on X, I'll call it Twitter. I I, I don't care. I will call it Twitter, but you know, sometimes it's like, this is, this is just me at my most, it's not petty. It's I guess it's it's real life. As, you know, the last year that I've been on on I want to let's call it Toronto municipal politics Twitter interacting with a lot of these people, having good conversations to have Kevin announce him running and to have all of those people who you really would have wanted to be in your corner immediately go fuck yeah let's go kevin yeah let's go it's it's demoralizing you know it's not and that's not to you know those are people i i respect and um value their opinion and they're i don't see them as making a bad decision when they're you know being excited for kevin it just you know you you, you feel like oh there's no space for me.
0: I feel you. I understand what you're saying. Um, But ultimately, it means that you and I can continue to do this instead of me doing it with a counselor.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, when you say it like that, I mean, <laughs> oh no! But yeah, that's that's where I stand at the moment.
0: Well, Hey, City's Loss is the Municipal's Gang. Gain. <laughs> Gain is what I meant to say. um gang gang. <laughs> let's get on with our main event, and that is playing our little game, Rank That Shit, or rank that, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We'll we'll come up with some names, but... uh The ranking of Prime Ministers. Now, I don't think we should rank every Prime Minister. However... Maybe a maybe a top ten. Has there been ten? Yes, th- there's. Oh, been we're at
1: 24.
0: 23. i
1: Twenty three. Justin should Oh, are we only? Oh, right. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, now, so here's my alternative thought. Hat. Okay. Why not a top five and a bottom
0: five? Ooh, I like that. I sometimes
1: like that. sometimes I can get it together.
0: Top five. Okay. You're really making this a, a little bit harder, but, but we'll go.
1: <laughs> well, I figure for you, uh, I figure two of the
0: bottom spots, straight for Trudeau. <laughs> um. So let's go. We'll do top five first, because bottom five is so much more fun. Okay. So for me, I would have to go... Now I'm going to get crucified for saying this. So I apologize in advance if I offend anybody. I like the num- crucifixion. But number 5 would be John A McDonald. Sir okay. John A McDonald.
1: Creator.
0: Not, you know what I mean. <laughs> number 4 caretaker would be Wilfred Laurier. Number 3 would be William Lyon Mackenzie. Um Actually, he would be number two. Number three, just because I think it's great for women, would be Kim Campbell. Even though, you know, I I probably don't agree with her, but it's good for women. She's the first uh, female prime minister. And number one, out of a lack of a better choice, I would have to say Stephen Harper. Number one. That's fair. All right. Uh, y- your turn. Okay.
1: Now, so it's, it's, the problem is for me is I don't want to give too much kudos to the, to a lot of these prime ministers because I know there's like, there's problematic shit with all of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, So when I, when I say some of these, it'll probably be for very specific reasons and not for the entirety of their work. Just, just so we're clear. Okay. So I, I do want to start with uh, jean cretienne This, let's say, let's say this is top five, but not in a specific order. Oh, I gave one a specific. I know, order. I know you did. You, 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 <laughs> you were good. Uh, I want to, I want to give a shout out to jean Chrétien, specifically for not put it, pulling us into the war in Afghanistan, uh, in the early two thousands with the United States. I believe that was up to him. And I'm giving him credit for that. And I'm... In the same way, I want to give credit to Paul Martin for the Civil Marriage Act. Okay, so those are those are just a couple of solid things. Again, they've got records of some real deep shit. You know, Sean Christiane was very kind of... Or at least my understanding was he was very kind of dismissive of the residential school stuff. Um, You know, Paul Martin... it's paul martin and even on the wikipedia page i can see it's got the sponsorship scandal i mean shit's going on so i am just talking very specific policy wins in my mind so again paul martin for the civil marriage act jean chretien to not drag us into the iraq war uh oh and the uh uh, it's it's so hard for me to explain my sense of humor, I feel like, because I also want to include the showing again handshake. And that's... Okay, and here's the problem. Because I'm I'm about to say something, and it's going to be very easy to misinterpret what I'm saying. Okay? Kim Campbell is the funniest prime minister. And that's... it's. And I, I feel like I say that it's not because... It's not because she was, you know, a woman prime minister. It is because she was prime minister for uh, five months. Five months, yeah. Uh, And that's, to me, that's just very funny. Um, You know, nothing, nothing about, that's fine. That's, Kim, you're, that's just, that's all I got. You know, you were there and you lasted five months and that's hilarious. In that, you know what? In that same vein, uh oh god, people are really gonna not be very happy with the fact that most of my picks are mostly jokey. Joe Clark. <laughs> that dude was prime minister for nine months, and again, this isn't an endorsement of Pierre Trudeau, it's just funny, okay? The the You know, he's he's the prime minister for so long and people are so sick of the man. They finally get rid of him. And the guy who comes in, apparently can't get it together, drops the ball. Pierre Trudeau comes right back in. Like it's again, I'm. I'm going based on how funny I think this is, so please forgive me that this isn't this isn't great in terms of historical context for our prime ministers, because again, my accolades at this point are Kim Campbell, funny Joe Clark, funny. <laughs> you know, uh, so who would I say is another good prime minister? Oh, that was five, wasn't it? No, that's only four. Oh, okay. Jean Paul Kim and uh, Joe. Well,
0: there's always Stephen Harper.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving jack shit to Stephen Harper. He's not the funniest. He was there for nine years? That's not hilarious, Matthew. That's just a normal run for Prime Minister, apparently. You know, we're not getting these these speed-running Prime Minister, you know, Joe Clark and Kim, anymore. They just don't build them like they used to. (laughs) They've evolved. You know, if I want to be cheap, if I really want to be cheap, Matthew... I could say Pierre Trudeau for the uh for the charter. <laughs> I could. Well, I don't I don't care that much about the charter, but you know, if I'm if I'm giving, you know, fairly arbitrary I say fairly arbitrary, but I've made it clear that I do think the civil marriage act is a big deal. I do think keeping us out of Iraq was a big deal or Afghanistan, you know, that early 2000s war. Um I disagree. So listen, I'm going to I'm going to throw my hat to
0: Pierre Trudeau, you know, for the charter. As much as I I disagree with you <laughs> on Jean Chrétien, he's not on my uh bottom five worst list. Um, because I remember after 9-11, I remember. Uh. WrestleMania 18 was supposed to be in the Skydome. I think I might have told this story before. And I had the chance to go. Um, I can't remember if I had an option to buy tickets or my friend was giving me a ticket. I don't remember that part. But what I do remember is I said, no. 70,000 people in the Skydome at once to a country that has aided been allies with and has helped the US as much as uh, as much or more than they have helped us. Uh yeah, what a great place for a terrorist attack. I think I'll stay home and watch it on TV. Um and that's that
1: something he said?
0: Yeah, I said no to the tickets.
1: No no is that something Jean Chrétien said?
0: No, no, no. Oh, so, oh so, sorry. I'm, I'm I'm, making the connection now. I'm sorry. This is my bad. So, yeah, so my point is, is that we should, even if you disagree with war, whatever, he, U.S. is not only our ally, our biggest ally, we should have shown up and fought alongside the U.S. That's just my personal opinion. Obviously, you can't go back and change it. We didn't participate, but we should have. Well, so we we fundamentally disagree, and that's okay. Um, so for my bottom five, I'll have to start, and these are in order. So, I mean, you don't have to live under a rock, you know that what one is, but I'm not going to say it yet. Number five is Brian Mulrooney. Okay, I don't like that guy. Um, yeah, I don't like him. Uh number number 4 is Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Only number 4. Interesting. Yes. Number 3 is Paul Martin. I really really don't like him. I don't like him. Uh it has nothing to do with <laughs> with what you said. I just
1: No, no. I listen, I don't I don't again, read this as like, Matthew is like my Wario
0: and I'm like, oh, gay marriage, good. Ah, gay marriage, bad. <laughs> I, will, I will say this in the same, in the same vein as whomever took over for. Thank you. Whomever took over for Hazel, Hurricane Hazel was. Fuck, no matter what. I would say that taking over for Jean Chrétien is the same thing. You're going to be screwed no matter what. And he was left to clean up the mess that Chrétien made. Um, A lot of that stuff is before my time, so I don't really remember a lot of it. But I know there were messes along the way. And I remember, uh, I can't remember the year. I don't know if he was still prime minister or if this after, but there was an inquiry of something I can't remember. And I just remember that it seemed like it went on forever. I don't know. That's what I remember. Um so number 2 number 2 would have to be Arthur Megan which if my information in front of me is correct is the shortest prime minister ever. Oh shit he is. I didn't think there was shorter than uh, Kim Campbell but And he was appointed
1: Okay, but before you continue, uh, as I'm looking through this list, I gotta tell you, man, William Lyon Mackenzie King, that motherfucker loved to be prime minister. Yes. <laughs> he he was just like, oh, you got rid of me? Oh, no, I'm back. Oh, you got rid of me again? No, no, I'm back now for 13 years. Yes.
0: That dude loved to be prime minister. That's why he was in my top five list. And I mean, it's not a secret. The worst prime minister of all time is justin trudeau he won everybody over by legalizing weed and he's been systematically destroying the country ever since we have a worse military we have worse health care we have worse finances we have worse education we have worse uh, uh, um international foreign affairs we have worse everything it goes right down the list everything is worse And when he came along, I'm I'm not saying that Stephen Harper, everything was smelling, coming up roses. There were issues. But a new prime minister coming in is supposed to fix issues that weren't working before. But he's come along and made every single file that the federal government controls worse. Even if we excuse the pandemic, it's still bad. I'd love to know your thoughts on what I said and then your own uh, uh, bottom five. Uh, I mean, I think I think, you know, that I
1: mostly I disagree fundamentally with Justin Trudeau's not great. I don't think he's that destructive. Uh, again, he's not going on my list of favorite prime ministers. Uh, he's also not going to appear in my bottom list of prime ministers. Spoiler. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> But I'll admit, uh, I'll admit that this moment, um, you know, my top list was more prepared, even if it sounded very more silly. My bottom list is, uh, is not quite, is not quite there. Um, So I'm kind of like doing this off the seat of my pants. Oh, you know what? I don't think, I don't think I can vote for bad. Can I just... Can we just talk about some of our uh, our stinkers Sure. our hilarious, our hilarious entities? Ones, uh, ones, ones
0: that make you want to go fuck that
1: guy. Yeah. John Thompson, <laughs> first Catholic prime minister. That, no, I'm, I'm joking. That's not I have. That's not the issue. I just like he I I said I did just say out loud. I'd like because I was going to follow it up with because he died in office of a heart attack. Oh. Um. John Thompson, uh shame on you. That's your fault somehow. <laughs> uh I mean nobody even knows who you are. Ooh, a Nova Scotia Prime Minister. Okay, this dude's last name is Bowel. So already, um, that's great. In is that he's probably sucks. Ooh, last prime minister to serve on the Senate and last prime minister not to be born in Canada or pre-Canada until Turner,
0: but uh, who cares? Read the next one. Never sat on parliament as prime minister. How can you be prime minister?
1: Wait, which one is that one?
0: Charles Tupper.
1: Charles Tupper, oldest oldest Canadian. Oh, that dude looks old. But look, uh never sat in parliament as prime minister.
0: How can what? you be prime minister if you don't actually get to sit? Matt, well, always... I think I think he was he... a prime minister less time than the other guy. Two months.
1: First of May to 8th of July. Was he like were they not in parliament? Well, I guess that's it. They were never in parliament. That is an old looking dude. He looks mad. I mean, I'd be mad too if I were the prime minister and I never got a chance to be the prime minister. <laughs> Like, that dude is pissed. You know what? Uh, I'm sorry. This is no longer a, a bottom five ranking. This is me talking about their looks. Very superficial, but I don't care. Uh, Because we're going to have fun with it. Because, again, are you looking at Charles Tupper right now? Let me go to him. Yes. That dude is grouchy. He's
0: mad. He looks like the older star you would find in a black and white film. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Arthur. Okay, straight up. We can all agree. Arthur Megan looks creepy as hell. or at least his portrait is creepy as hell. He looks Like...
0: like he looks like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you know, when you go to Superior Court in the US and they have the wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like he took all the robes off, but he's still wearing the wig.
1: That's oh what it looks God. like he's he's got an awfully shaped head I'm listen we're allowed to talk shit they're dead it's fine they're <laughs> they're also more listen they're more powerful than us we're punching up this is fine this is political commentary at its best uh so he's creepy like it looks like he's staring into your soul you know but also like he's soulless yes you see that vampirishness. okay. Louis Saint Laurent. I'm actually not commenting about anything you've done, just the fact that I haven't really heard of you. But you're <laughs> a prime minister for oh my god, he was prime minister for like Stephen Harper amount of time and like Jesus Christ, nine years. Okay, John Diefenbaker. No, you know what? He's he's a pretty like strong looking fella. You know he's uh, he looks like he was our prime minister. Oh, Lester B. Pearson. Take- okay off the bow tie, no. Like uh, for all my uh, Doctor Who fans, you know bow ties are cool, but not on this, not on this dude. <laughs> okay, and you know while we're talking about prime ministers' looks, sorry, Pierre Trudeau, you are you are one goofy looking guy. Like, I'm, I love the Wikipedia picture they have of him, his smiling, his, like, it's so weird, you know, he's got multiple chins, but, like, he doesn't have the body that would suggest that he would have multiple chins. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, like, those are happy wrinkles, but that man has got a wrinkly face. (laughs) Sorry, Pierre, you just, uh, you know, Joe Clark, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you know what that's my that's my silly list none of our none of our recent prime ministers look all particularly silly, you know uh Jean chretien that's touching on his disabilities, so that's not that silliness um yeah, no we don't we don't make them like uh Pierre
0: Trudeau in terms of wrinkly chins. <laughs> oh, so if you guys enjoyed that, let us know and uh. We're going to do more of these in the future. We have presidents to rank and mayors to rank and premiers to rank and hell. Oh, Ontario we,
1: premiers. Bill we, Davis.
0: If we run out of shit, we'll just start right ra- ranking, you know, Marvel characters, baseball players, maybe not baseball players. We'll I rank know.
1: each other's performance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we just want to say thank you guys again for watching this sh- or listening to the show. Uh, uh gummies we've had a long day yes we have and i'm not going to get into the list you guys that listen you know who you are we thank you so much um find a friend tell them about us and let us do the rest of the work uh they'll like philip's jokes um when i first turned it on today uh he had the glasses on
1: (laughs) You guys are really missing out on the lack of the the visual portion of the podcast. And there we
0: go again. (laughs) So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week with new content. I am going to be gearing up to do a bunch of shows for this time in history, so I'm going to be pretty busy. Uh, You can email us at themunicipalspod at yahoo.com You can find us on Twitter at themunicipals at yeah at the municipals or whatever one of them we're there and you can leave us your questions there or email them to us whatever you guys like um if it's funny enough we're gonna read it on the air so look forward to that anyway uh we're uh i think we're done here
1: hell yeah um listen uh i just i want to send everyone off with the very specific thought okay Y'all, just remember that you don't have the chins of Pierre Trudeau. Okay, that's my, uh, that's my, uh, hot girl Monday tip.
0: This is the municipal.
1: Have you been paying attention to, like, city stuff?
0: Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to, uh, to point that <laughs> finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no.
1: My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at
0: the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. Uh, well,